Hey everybody, welcome to Faith and Good Counsel, a show to uplift and inspire women and our families, where we tell you not our truth, but the truth with the sweetness of the feminine, where we talk about ways to live a virtuous life and all of the things that affect us as women in our vocation in whatever state of life we may be in. I'm Stacey Galino, your host, and I'm once again so proud and honored and happy, holy pride, of course, happy to be with each of you today. Welcome all you new listeners out there and welcome back our regular listeners. It's such a such a pleasure to be with you each and every week. So we've got a great show for you today. I'm welcoming back today, Melissa Mare. If you've been listening to the show, you will well, you will recognize Melissa's name. Um, she's been on with, with us before speaking about the enthronement of the Sacred Heart. And then a more per, on a more personal note, Melissa, you may remember, um, she was here speaking about her beloved daughter, Brittany, and the loss of Brittany. Brittany, who is now what I call Saint Brittany, powerful intercessor for her family. And so I want to go ahead um, and welcome Melissa to the show. Welcome, Melissa. Good morning. So, thank you for having me. So today. glad to have you back. And thank you so much for coming back today. And um, I hope you will join with me as we say our prayers. We always do in opening up faith and good counsel. We're offering this for our show today for Melissa, for courage, and for you, anyone who may be a mom who has suffered um, loss of a child um, or has a child who is terminally ill or is disabled in any way who has been asked to carry that very, very special, special cross. Um, let's go ahead and, and offer prayer to our Blessed Virgin Mary. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Hail, Holy Lady, Most Holy Queen, Mary, Mother of God, Ever-Virgin, chosen by the Most Holy Father in Heaven, consecrated by Him with His Most Holy Beloved Son, and the Holy Spirit, the Comforter. On you descended, and in you still remains all the fullness of grace and every good. Hail his palace. Hail his tabernacle. Hail his robe. Hail his handmaid. Hail his mother. And hail all holy virtues, who by the grace and inspiration of the Holy Spirit are poured into the hearts of the faithful, so that faithless no longer they may be made faithful servants of God through you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. It's such a beautiful prayer, isn't yes, it, Melissa? It is. As I reflect on this prayer, so much, much of it actually reminds me of you as a mother. Um, and as we're, we're all striving to be prayerfully hoping, prayerfully trying to be like Our Lady in our love for our children and our families. And um, I've asked you, back today in, in that particular capacity, Melissa, to speak as a mother. Um, if, if you've been listening, as I said, you can hear, you've heard Melissa's story about her beautiful daughter, Brittany. And in fact, you can check out my blog very soon at stacygolino.com and you can actually listen to that show as well as the previous show when she spoke about enthronement of the Sacred Heart. But I asked you back today, Melissa, to speak about and to focus on your journey. When we talked before, we spoke about Brittany, but there can be, I don't know of any other agony as deep as that of a mother who has a child who may be terminal, who um, is from whatever disease or condition um, that, that 
deepest place where we connect with Christ on the cross and with Our Lady, Our Lady of Sorrows in particular, who knows our suffering. And I wanted to speak with you about that today, and you've agreed to come back and share with us uh, that that part of the story. And I know that it's going to resonate with so many moms who are listening, who are suffering, who who maybe have our, have have lost their child, and who need to hear hope and love and mercy, but who who also may still have a child at home that they are caring for, and that you can in in a way I certainly can't you can understand that journey and that suffering. And, I, and I'm so thankful to you that you've come today to offer that, that your experience with us. Um, so just to recap, if I may, now you stop me if I'm wrong, okay? But let's, let me just recap, everyone. Okay, your baby girl, Brittany, now St. Brittany, she was born October 13th, 1991, which, by the way, was the feast day of the miracle of the sun at Fatima. Okay, no, no, no uh, uh, coincidences here. Definitely divine providence. Yeah. At three months, she contracted bacterial pneumonia, and she was not the same. She went from a normal, healthy baby to a baby with severe brain damage. It left her comatose to semi-comatose, and um, bacterial pneumonia. Excuse me, um, back with that caused from meningitis. Is that right? Yeah, I misspoke. Sorry about that. So, um, very dangerous disease left her. Semi-comatose, deaf, blind, unable to maintain her body temperature, walk, talk. She had to be fed with a peg tube and, and um, just it, it took all 24-7 care, right? Yes. And, um, and then you, uh, and certainly that journey of taking care of her and looking and hoping for that miracle, which came in a different way than you had prayed for. It didn't come in a, in a physical healing. It came in a different way. Um. But turning to you, um, part of the story is that you're one of five siblings, grow, grew up Catholic, cradle Catholic, devoted yes. to the faith. And then you had this particular experience with your grandmother, I believe. Uh, I'm sorry, with your aunt talking in your grandmother's living room about the faith. And that was a moment when you were 16, right, that you yes. firstly felt this, just profoundly felt this love of God, like he was speaking directly to you. It was a beautiful moment, um, just my aunt speaking with me and, you know, growing up a cradle Catholic and going to Mass every Sunday, you knew you just went to Mass. Um, it's just what you do. It's just what you do. And But to hear my aunt and her love of God, and when she started speaking about God, I, this love that just came over me, it was just so profound. I just, I wanted more of it, but right. I didn't know. I didn't know what it was. Like right. That sense of, but right, and I, but but you remember this yes. to this day, and it was profound for you. And and I thank God for that for you because what you did not know would come. I think that that memory, God was communicating with you to sustain you. Do you believe that? Oh, I believe that. Because at eighteen, yeah. things were a little different. <laughs> you you had kind of gotten into more of the typical teenager kind of thing. I don't need to go to mass. Why do I need to go to mass? You know, missing mass, knew better, intellectual, what have you, whatever that was about being a rebellious teenager. I can't imagine it looking at you here. The <laughs> countenance, if you could only see, she's just so beautiful. The countenance of our Lord. Um, but just to keep going here, married at 20 years old, you had your first child at 25. Um, you suffered that, that the uh, cross of, of miscarriage, but that's, yes. What a terrible cross. I don't think it's talked about enough how deeply 
painful a miscarriage is, but that did something profound for you. I, when that, I was going through the miscarriage, um, it just kept drawing me back to my faith, just like my son going through his baptism. I knew that I wanted to do what my mom had given me. I wanted to have my children have the faith that my mom had given to me through my Catholic journey. Um, and then we had a nun that had come to my house and talked to me about my son's baptism. So it really, I knew this is something God wanted me to do. And then having this miscarriage, um, when I was going through it, I went to confession. And the first time in how in many years? years? In 10 I years. Been in 10 years. Wow. And it just really touched my heart. I know God was helping me in this cross to bring me closer to him. Wow. That is so beautiful. Well, there's so many. We could just explore that, but I do want to take us forward to when Brittany comes along, beautiful, healthy, gorgeous baby girl, and then she contracts meningitis, and life is never the same. Never, never the same. Just, just at that moment, just this realization that this loss. I imagine a profound grief and a trauma in in certain ways just can you encapsulate that for us what your experience was when you as you begin to realize the enormity of the diagnosis you've been given I just knew that in the bible where it says knock and the door will be open unto you God kept giving me that in my heart and even though I had so much guilt I would relive the moments of what happened, what could I have done, what should I have done? If I had done this, would this have happened to Brittany? And did you agonize about that for a long time? I, I did, and my mom would call to speak with me, and it seemed like every day I was crying. And so she called my husband and was like, "We need to do something. I think Melissa might need help." And but it was with my faith in in Jesus. That's all I needed for me and I knew that I was going to survive it I knew that if I just went to mass and uh, reading the bible um, it just it really helped me in my journey Um, so it sounds like your faith was really sustaining you I mean this might be a point and so many along your journey but this might have been a point when you know, mom or someone would have said, you need to go get counseling. You need to go get help. And that that some people do need to do that. Is that a point when that happened for you at no, all? Or I think my mom knew with, even though I was crying, she could also tell my strength. She right. knew in all of Brittany's illnesses and me bring her to the hospital that I was going to be okay. I was surviving it. And my way of healing was through bringing Brittany to religious places that I'd heard about, knowing that right. Jesus could heal her. And one day I even went to the Adoration Chapel in Baton Rouge, and I knew in the Bible where the person had touched the cloak of Jesus, and Jesus knew that someone had touched him. I knew that, um, I didn't know that you weren't supposed to actually go up and touch the monstrance, but I brought Brittany up to the monstrance, and I put her hand up there and touched it knowing that Jesus could wake her and heal Mm. her at that very moment, that I had touched Mm. his clothing because this monstrance was holding him in the Eucharist. But Mm. I again left, and Brittany wasn't healed that day. But you feel some sorrow, but at the same time, I knew it was okay. I knew it was in God's time or God's will, and I just 
I didn't stop. I just kept going to different right. places and seeking that and healing. And seeking and never giving up. And that's what yeah. a mama does. That's what a mama does until we understand, you know, God unfolds in the time and the place that we can bear it, what his will is. And this went on for eight years or so, yes. right? You know, and, and I imagine during that time, Melissa, when you're seeking healing, your idea of what healing would be and over and over again, Brittany is not healed. I imagine that there might have been some moments of despair. Although we're called not to despair, it's really hard not to when we're talking mother and child, right? Yes. What Tell me about the despair. Were there any times of despair for you or giving up? Not that I would give up. It's just your heart would be broken. Each day was not your own. You had you have, might have your day planned, and we had caregivers that would come in to care for Brittany, and they might call in sick, or Brittany might be sick that day, so your whole plans would change, and I knew, I learned to accept that, that it wasn't my day, it was God's day, right? and just trying to live heaven on earth, it's, if you didn't focus on the world, and what was going on out in the world, and you know, God had given me two beautiful children additional, I'd had another baby girl, and being able to hold her and love her, God helped me through having that other baby to feel what I didn't get with Brittany. Mm-hmm. So it just brought me so much joy. And to see them interact with Brittany and the love that they had and holding their baby sister, it we had so much fun together. We um, just shared so many special moments. So you would get sad. And at night when Brittany would be really sick and we'd have to get up and I'd go down there and she'd have breathing treatments all the time. And it just, it drew you closer to God. It didn't pull mm-hmm. me away. It's mm-hmm. to lean on him. He's there for you. He's carrying you during this time. Um, yeah. So. Wow. Well, I wonder, I, so it sounds like, you know, there wasn't that particular moment or moments of despair necessarily. It sounds like your faith was really sustaining you in ways that you may not have even comprehended. You know, um, and I think I think without the faith, where is the hope that does lead to despair? You know, so I think I think, again, that thread of the richness of what our faith and you were plumbing that, you know, for the benefit of your child and the benefit of your family. And then God brings people into your life, friends um, that help you through this journey. And even in mass one day, I was with Brittany and it was a, um, a weekday mass. It was a healing mass. And when it was over, this girl walked up to me and just told me how much Jesus loved me. Oh, beautiful. And it was like that. Jesus sent me angels constantly of love. To friends bringing you. special things into my life and um, friends cooking. And we started a rosary group. And wow. so just you have to reach out. And if through prayer, Ask God to help you. He will send people into your life to give you what you need to help you through it. Amen. Amen. So beautifully spoken from this beautiful mother, beautiful mother, Melissa Murray, who is my guest today on Faith and Good Counsel. We're going to go to a break now, Melissa. But when we come back, we're going to continue and talking about some of these other emotions and experiences of a mother deeply suffering um, for her child. We'll be right back with Faith and Good Counsel. This is Larry Dale. Catholic Community Radio truly strives to be Catholic radio for your community and a resource within the Catholic community. 
With this in mind, we are starting the Catholic Community Radio Business Network. The mission is to grow Catholic businesses that are committed to the practice of Catholic values by networking among other Catholic businesses. If you have an interest in joining this growing group of Catholic businessmen and women, let us know. Log on to ccrbusiness.net. That's ccrbusiness.net. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Faith and Good Counsel with Stacy Galino and my guest here today, a repeat guest, friend now very much of Faith and Good Counsel here, Melissa Moray. And thank you so much for being with us, thank Melissa, you and your courage. I could just talk to you all day long. And believe me, there's that much to talk about with Melissa. We've met numerous times now, and uh, her story is so beautiful and profound. And you were sharing last segment about we were talking about despair and, and the other various emotions that go through a mother's heart as we are struggling with an, an ill child, a terminally ill child, a child that may die. And um, I know you, you experience in your, in your journey guilt, a lot of guilt. Can you talk about that? Uh, mommy guilt is so powerful, isn't it? Yes. It's a head trip for sure. Tell me about your experience with that. You just relive the things that happened the day of, you know, when you have a tragic illness, like what my daughter went through, um, I just wished I had done so much more that maybe I had taken her to the hospital the night before or, um, you know, what could I have done differently? And you just, there's nothing you can do to change it. It's only through prayer and through God um, having hope and um, seeking him out. Right. It's just like a, what I'm hearing. It's like this total surrender, you know, that what, what's done cannot be undone. And even if you had done those things, it wouldn't change the outcome because God's will is perfect. You never expect to have a child like this. You just think you're going to have this beautiful, healthy family and it's not a perfect world and things do happen. And I know that to hear that, this was my cross in life. My child is not a cross, but God didn't give her this illness. She just contracted this illness, and I had to live what what she was left with, and that was my baby I carried for nine months. I wouldn't have changed a thing. All that matters is heaven, and when your child is going through this, don't give up hope. Fight for that child. I one of the ways that I felt healing was to take her to different places, different where the, I'd heard the blessed mother was appearing or um, healing masses because I knew Jesus through the Eucharist could heal Brittany. And I would have priests pray over her um, just anything that I could to help her. And it was always taking her to the doctor and different medicines for seizures and her seizures were always getting worse. And, um, the first time that she had a seizure, I thought that she might be waking up because wow. she was in a comatose mm-hmm. state, had gone to a semi-comatose state, and she was crying. Wow. But it was a seizure. It was a seizure. Wow. It sounds like your heart, there were little little broken hearts over and over and over again that you plumbed to the depths of the sacred heart and the immaculate heart of Mary and yeah. just received strength, received courage from that. You know, I'm just thinking, uh, Melissa, so I'm just thinking of so many moms that I know who suffered in so many different ways. And, and a lot of moms do need, um, have needed, and have received some benefit from seeking out counseling, maybe with a Catholic 
therapist, and maybe some moms, for other reasons, do need medication to help them cope. And I can imagine where in, in, in your scenario and other scenarios uh, in other homes, where moms can, we can get so lost in the caring for our child and that seeking, that healing for our child that we don't take care of ourselves. And I'm just wondering in your scenario, was, was mental health care, psychiatric care, a part of your journey? Not in the beginning. Um, through Brittany's eight years, I never felt like I needed that because mm-hmm. I had her and she was so pure and innocent that I didn't need it. But when Brittany passed away, um, I started suffering with some anxiety and not understanding what was going on. And Paula, who was Brittany's caregiver, sat by my side every day after she died. And I was like, my arm's tingling. It's going numb. I don't know what's happening to me. Mm -hmm. And I called a dear friend of mine, Kim Lukinovich, and asked if she would pray with me. She had the most beautiful gift of prayer. And she said a beautiful prayer with me over the phone because she was living away. And she... um. Um, and then she prayed um, in tongues over me, and it's the gift of tongues through the charismatic renewal. And she, once she started praying, it's like the anxiety left me. I didn't have that racing in my heart anymore, the thoughts that kept racing through mm. of, you know, um, Brittany not being there and what was my life going to be like and right. my kids being there, you know, just... And um, so I did get on medicine for a year, and I'll never forget when I went to get my prescription that the pharmacist who had been there for me through all Brittany's medicines, she filled it and she handed it to me and said, this is a Band-Aid, you're going to be okay. Wow. And it just gave me so much comfort, and I only had to stay on it for a year. I was very blessed that um, I was able to get off and okay, but I know that that's my faith in God that saw me through it and that I was able to do that. Wow. And they, you know, the medications and, and, and certainly therapy can be extremely helpful, um, especially when viewed within the our viewpoint of the human person through the Catholic faith. And, and thank God, um, thank God for them, you know, but but it is also so important to be connected with our creator within our faith. And I'm I'm thinking about moms who may be listening who are maybe, Melissa, don't have your level of faith who don't maybe don't even believe maybe they've just run across the station by quote accident you know <laughs> divine providence shall we say and are listening and want hope um i wonder what you would what you would say to them maybe you know you know you 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 point out so many beautiful ways in which the faith has helped you but they don't have that wellspring to draw from what if you're sitting over tea with one of those mommies right now what would you say to them I would tell them that Jesus loves them with all his heart, that this life is a difficult life and a difficult journey, but to have hope, God has planted in us a mustard seed of faith, and all it takes is just even just a short, tiny prayer, giving a morning offering, telling God, I'm yours, help me in this day, guide me in what you want me to do that you know giving that moment to God he will turn around and change it for you and just again he loves you so much that um to don't be sad to have hope to um seek out friends that you know are positive influences in your life go to your parents go to your priest um make an appointment with them they would love to talk with you about your faith and 
maybe the crosses that you feel are too heavy for you, that you can't do this, that I don't want to do this. Right. And you might feel you don't want to do this, but it's your baby. God gave it to you. It's, it's your flesh and blood. How can you deny that child? It is your responsibility by conceiving this child to care for it, to love it, to nurture it, to give it the medicine it needs, um, to show your other children that life is important, that you give all your children equal love, that you don't, um, you know, not focus on this other child just because it can't speak or talk or, you know, right, you just... Right, and, and I bet the place of Brittany in, your, in the home, and you've spoken so much about this, but I'm thinking about your other children and how they loved Brittany oh, and yes. how that, that was a closeness that your family would not have had were it not for this scenario. So there are many, many graces and things to be grateful for, even in the, even in the difficulty of the cross that God has asked you to carry. And my, I say, carry so very beautifully. And I bet you didn't want to carry it either. Who, what mama would not want their child to be healed, you know? But the healing came in a different way, didn't it? Yes. It did indeed. And that, that beautiful baby girl is now a saint in heaven. And I understand she's a very powerful intercessor for you and for your family. Maybe talk a little bit about that. Um, so many of my friends have, when they met Brittany, her purity and innocence, just looking at her because she couldn't maintain her body temperature. She was always wrapped in a blanket. She just looked like this angel. Um, people would pray and ask for her intercession, asking um, when she had passed away, knowing she was in heaven um, to intercede. And friends told me that they felt that through her intercession, uh, one of my friend's son had seizures and fever, and and she felt that um, through Brittany's intercession and prayer that that had been healed. And so many of my friends just loved Brittany so much and felt that Brittany brought them closer to their faith because of her purity. Wow. And just looking at her, they just, they would come to my home for rosary and we would gather in Brittany's room. And as my daughter put it, the garage, but it was a closed in uh-huh. room. <laughs> and we would all sit in there and there could be 15 or more women sometimes and we'd be praying the rosary and divine mercy. And so many just felt so much love. And you can see in my friends' lives today where God, what God has done in their walk, all the things that God has called us to, we never, ever thought that God would have pushed us and I don't want to say pushed us, but a tenderly love right. guiding us to do more, to step out in faith, to be a light in the darkness in the world. And this is so much, you are describing so much of when I think of you, Melissa, what you are doing. You have accepted that cross. You're taking up your cross and you're following him. And, and though, though you have lost your child on earth, you have the hope that our faith teaches us that you will once again be with her. And she is with you at every moment. Yes. You know, there's that thin veil between heaven and earth and I just um what a powerful powerful hope that we have in Christ Jesus our Lord um as we close today I want to thank you so much again for your courage and there's so much more to this story and you know be it God's will perhaps Melissa will write a book one day and 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 share that whole journey with us we have so much to learn from her um but let me close with a a poem written by Brittany's godfather called Tiny Messenger She has been sent to us from heaven, an angel in disguise, a messenger from God, her sermon to be delivered with infantile cries, to hold hands, to pray, to bow our heads and weep, to come together in unity, to watch our tiny angel as she rests in her peaceful sleep. 
She has touched our lives, both the family and friends, tightening the strings that bind us together with a bond that shall never end. To us, to this to us, her message now nearly complete, we raise our eyes to heaven, for waiting for God to awaken her from her sleep. God bless you, Melissa. And St. Brittany, please pray for us here. And until we meet again at Faith and Good Counsel, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye now.